Hello, and welcome to the Communication Toolkit Podcast, brought to you by the Training and Technical Assistance Center at Virginia Tech, where our mission is to improve educational opportunities and contribute to the success of children and youth with disabilities. We're your hosts, Christy, Kathleen, and Holly. This is the show for SLPs, where we discuss hot topics related to speech, language, and communication. Our first series is called Let's Talk AAC. And of course, by AAC, we mean Augmentative and Alternative Communication. In this episode, we tackle common myths associated with AAC. I love that we're starting out our very first podcast series talking about some common AAC myths. There's so many myths swirling around, and it's always good to take time to bust some of these. Kathleen, most of your work has been in early childhood. What's one myth that you like to tackle right away? Well, what always gets me, Holly, is that belief that there are certain prerequisites before you can start introducing AAC. And the truth is that there just are no prerequisites. Not cognition, not behavior, not visual discrimination, not motor, not picture identification or matching, not even cause of an effect. None of these things. These are all skills that can be taught when introducing AAC. But what about the myth that young children have to start out with low-tech options? Oh, thanks for bringing that one up too, Christy. That's not true at all. There's a continuum of AAC options, and we need to consider where the child is and what system will best support their communication needs whether that's a low-tech option, mid-tech, or even a high-tech system. We can't wait until a child has the skills to be ready to communicate, no matter their age. Holly, I know this is a myth you are very passionate about busting. Absolutely, Kathleen. This is one I hear all the time. So often I hear people say, well, they're too young or they're just not ready for AAC. And the truth is you're never too young. And on the flip side, you're also never too old either. Well, yes, that's true. Granted, sometimes it's a harder sell for the older students. We can't give up on them either. It's true, Christy. We have these students until they're 18 to 22, and it's always our ultimate goal that they be contributing members of the community. And communication is essential for this. Well, in fact, it's a basic human right. Communication is important for all of us, and these rights are spelled out in one of our favorite resources called the Communication Bill of Rights. Yes, Kathleen, I love that one pager. I share it with teachers and other professionals on AAC teams all the time to help broaden their overall understanding of the importance of communication. Christy, we can't end this episode without talking about the big one, the myth that AAC hinders or even stops verbal speech development. Yes, and there's just so much research out there that shows that is just not true. Studies have shown the opposite to be true, in fact, and with most research showing an increase in speech reduction after using AAC. Actually, there's an article that I like to share with teams that shows that none, 0% of the participants, experienced a decrease in speech production, and as much as even 89% had an increase in speech production. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all, Christy, because having the auditory feedback of a speech generating device is like having your own verbal model all day long, and that will only help support language development. Absolutely. Ladies, this has been such a great discussion today. These are just a few of the myths that we have encountered in working with teams. After hearing about some of these, are any of our listeners thinking about your comfort level or your current knowledge of AAC? Are you thinking you may want to learn more or develop your skills further? 
Well, our listeners are in luck. We have our AAC Community of Practice that's launching later this month. This is a great opportunity for school division teams to boost their knowledge of considering and assessing AAC needs of students, as well as how to effectively implement AAC in the classroom. You can contact any one of us if you're interested in learning more about this opportunity. Well, that's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we hope that our discussion has given you something to add to your communication toolkit. Don't forget to check out the new resources under the AAC tab on TTAC Online for more in-depth information. And check out our show notes for this episode for resources about the materials discussed today. If you haven't already signed up for our TTAC mailing list, please do so. And don't forget to follow us on social media for updates and announcements. Join us next time on Communication Toolkit.